You good right now? Yeah. Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I'm Kyle, joined by my brother Keenan. Keenan, great to talk to you again. Another year. It's crazy Another that it's year. Already, it's crazy that it's already the end of 2022. It's wild. It's December 30th, and it, about an hour, it's about to be December 31st, New Year's Eve. Uh, um, one thing I wanted to quickly say is one sure. happy birthday to LeBron and a 47, 9, and 10 on your birthday, especially in year 20 at age 38, is ridiculous. So I just, yeah. Yeah, unprecedented stuff we see by uh, by King James seemingly on a nightly basis or certainly on a weekly basis. Nightly basis if you're talking about his bounce because I don't, I truly do not know how he still has his bounce at this age. Uh, it's truly unprecedented. We've literally never seen anything like it. Uh, it's kind of freakish. It really is. You just usually you use your or you lose your legs by uh, by year fifteen, let alone twenty. You know. And does he have uh, does he have Cleveland bounce? No. Does he have Miami bounce? No. But if he had a forty before, he still's got like a thirty six. So like. He's lost a touch, but it's honestly, it's the bounce is still there. It was so ridiculous before that it's still now just, he, he's just amazing. Yeah, you take someone like Durant, who who's never a freak athlete, but he definitely does not dunk as much. He's still got that dunk there. He had a pretty nice uh, body snatch a couple weeks ago. He had yeah. like, a, like a throwback Dominique Wilkins dunk on someone almost, like a double pump to him dunk, but... Yeah. I mean, I mean, we did see. I'll give this. We did see Kobe late in his career still catch some, but it seems like Bron is like still at the level he was at least in the second bout of Cleveland. Maybe not because he had some nasty ones, especially that one on Nurkic in his second second stint in Cleveland. He made but you saw Nurkic a screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> You've always been able to. Uh, copy commentators i don't yeah, have that I skill i don't know I well, that, to... that was that was an off the cuff you know it's uh, one of my invitation of the cleveland <laughs> cleveland announcers my favorite you know since you just mentioned i wasn't going to mention this about that dunk but since you mentioned or referenced the commentators <laughs> my favorite part about that dunk is like the color commentator of the Cavs sounds like he has a fucking stroke like you don't even understand i'm like what the fuck this guy just said like wait a second. Listen, you see a lot of and just because we're talking about that dunk, you see a lot of crazy reactions to dunks every year, every week, really. You know, you'll see the bench. That bench lost their shit. Like Jared Smith was jumping around like a little kid after that dunk. Yeah. I like that's the first thing I think of. A the commentator, but B Jared Smith jumping around like he's never seen anything like that in his life. Like when you make NBA players who've been around a ton of basketball lose their shit like that. You know that's a nasty uh, poster. Especially that's, someone that's like Jared Smith. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Jared Smith has taken off on, I was <laughs> saying Kevin Harlan's, but we just saw a man fly. <laughs> Ride him, cowboy. <laughs> Why he said that. You might, need a, you, might need a, like, you might need to open a TikTok and just like, do your announcer or commentator impersonations or some shit like that. I, you know, I really could. <laughs> Like I should actually, but I. I was, <laughs> why you I, said Rodham Cowboy is wild to me, but that's neither here nor there. Kevin Harlan's a man. Kevin, Kevin I love Kevin, Har- Kevin Harlan. He's great. He seems he seems to get funnier by the year. Yes. but uh, 
But again, since you referenced, I guess I referenced J.R. Smith, but uh, I caught myself watching a random game or random highlights of his where he had like 10 threes off the bench. And man, Nuggets J.R. Smith is just my favorite. Nuggets J.R. Smith is like in my top 10 players of all time, like truly. Like he was truly one of my favorite players. Then I had to develop some sort of hate for him when he was on the Cavs. And especially after he elbow Jason Terry when he was on the Knicks when we had caught him in a playoff series. But I've said on here before, Jared Smith's like my spirit animal animal. Like he's just one of my all time favorite players. He just he nobody loves a contested three like J.R. Smith. And no one loves the three point shot period like J.R. Smith. You can even include Seth Curry in that. Jared Smith loves himself either a three point shot or a highlight dunk. So it's he is one of the most unique players that like we almost won't see again. He like his athleticism mixed with his shooting capabilities, mixed with the fact that you would rather him shoot an open jump shot than a contested jump shot. Like it, he's just <laughs> such, like, and that's a real thing. I remember he said that like he just is bored when he's open. Like the challenge <laughs> of being contested is something that he likes, and like if that's just a, that's just a J.R. Smith comment. He's he, didn't he throw? Was uh, no? Was it him that threw coffee? <laughs> that threw, he threw oh, soup at. I'm oh, sorry, hot soup. At, yeah. He oh. also, I mean, he also, I mean, I mentioned when he elbowed Jason Terry, dirty play. I think he either got thrown out, and he also smacked the shit out of Jay Crowder. That was a dirty play. Like that really gave me some dislike for him. But when you got moments like him dapping up Jason Terry mid play and letting his man score, like. Just a human meme, Jr. Smith is. Love Jr. Uh, I hope he gets on the PGA Tour. I would watch every single weekend if we do get Jr. Smith on the PGA Tour. That's one of my wishes. Uh, I, I'm praying for it. I really am. Because Jr. Smith on the PGA Tour is something that we need as a society. We Absol- really do. Absolutely. And it just shows that Well, uh, to move on a little bit. The versatility of our podcast is beautiful. We were planning on doing just music today, and we've gotten six minutes of talking LeBron and mostly J.R. Smith. got me waxing poetically about J.R. <laughs> Poetic justice. One thing, well, last thing I'll just say, oh, you good. mentioned the, the one player that does remind me of J.R. Smith, and the only difference is he doesn't, like, sell out for highlights where J.R. Smith would. Whether it was, like I said, a crossover, contested three, deep three, dunk. That's all J.R. Smith cared about. But who does remind me of him? Just game. And it's threes and athleticism. Is Malik Monk reminds me a lot of J.R. Yeah, Smith. Yeah, I could see. Yeah, he doesn't have the pizzazz that J.R. does, but the game, like his game style. It, it Monk does. catches bodies. Don't get it twisted. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. I mean, just, just like. He doesn't do the unnecessary stuff. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. No, he like his game has flash to it, but he like. His personality doesn't have the pizzazz that JR's does, but his game definitely does. Both have, and I mean this literally, they both have, I was going to say superstar talent. We'll take it as notch lower, but somewhere between all-star and superstar talent, they both have Malik Monk and J.R. Smith, and they're pretty much six men. You know they what I mean? They can get hotter than arguably like everybody this side of Clay and Steph. Like mm-hmm. They can get incredibly hot. Like Malik Monk can have it. Like if Malik Monk had a game tomorrow where he had forty and went twelve of fourteen from three, I honestly wouldn't be like that shocked. I'd be surprised because like okay, Malik Monk out of nowhere, but 
it could happen. And I wouldn't one, be like, that can't, like, it would be unfathomable. One last shout out, because I want to retract my statement on LeBron. Because there is one other player, and he's not in year 20. But he is up there, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before, probably two or three years ago. But now we're still three years removed from that. And this guy is still catching bodies. And, like, this guy doesn't just dunk. He has some of the nastiest dunks you'll ever see. And that's Jeff, Jeff Green. Green. Yep. I don't understand it. Every year, he'll have a dunk that makes you just make the gas face. And you're like, God, like, wh- where did that come from and why? He's weird. Every single year. He is weird. It's like his game, like, he hasn't changed as a player. Like, he just hasn't aged. Like, he feels like he's the same player because he never got to, like, really, really high heights. No, but, he's another one that he truly has, like, Hall of Fame talent in him somewhere, but just never never the effort. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a game that comes to my mind right now is Game 7, Boston-Cleveland, when it was just LeBron. His second best player that game was Jeff Green when they went to Boston. Uh, that was the Jason Tatum punch on LeBron in the fourth quarter that game. Jeff Green was mm-hmm. the second best player. He, like Jeff Green was a pivotal reason as to why they won that game. And just like random Jeff Green games where you're like, oh, there's this, there was that. And Jeff Green was a fu- Jeff Green's a fun one. Year 16 for Jeff Green, by the way. Yeah. All right. Want to get to music? Absolutely. All right. So me and Keenan, or Keenan and I, we like to do a year-end music thing as we are big music fans of course Uh, you hear us talk about music we've obviously done the personal artist albums which we hope to revive soon you know we've been on our football grind for these last 17 weeks and counting yeah i was gonna say once the football season's over with then basketball we can't talk about i mean we could talk about that all the time but we'll definitely more room for other things absolutely and uh i gotta say this feels like a nice break here that we get to talk about music it does let me just say off the top here, you'll hear me talk about throughout the year, like how much I love music, how I listen to everything and this and that. And that's true. This year, 2022 was a very weird year for me with music. Um, I wouldn't say my, I wouldn't say my listening habits decreased at all. I wouldn't, I would say I listen to just as much music as I normally do. Maybe even more for all I know, who knows? Uh, But you heard me say like maybe the last three weeks, right? How I was heavy on the pods and I hadn't really heard much of the new albums. Like when we were talking about SZA, how I kind of breezed through it, but didn't really listen to it intently. That's all true. Now you take the last week and a half for me. I've been listening to music a hell of a lot the last week and a half. You know what I mean? So it's been a truly weird listening habit year for me, even though I think I'm listening to the same amount of music. But I think I listen to more old music than new music this year, whereas usually I think it's a healthy balance. Uh, so, yeah, so my list that you'll t- hear, like we did a top 10 last year, top 10 albums, top 10 songs. Uh, it's a little more expanded than that for me. I'll tell you off top. Um, my my listening was all over the place. And even these albums that I have here that, you know, some of my favorite throughout the year. I would say only a handful of them did I really like go back to consistently. Whereas last year, there might have been, or the last couple of years, there's a few albums that I just could not take off my rotation. You know what I mean? I'd find myself coming back to them. Yeah. This one, not as much. This year, not as much, I should say. But uh, yeah, that's my introduction. We'll get into it. Do you have any 
comments about um, your lists prior? So yeah, um, my album and music listening has been different throughout my me aging. As I'm saying it as if I'm just old, like I'm an elder statesman now, but. Like when I was 17, 18 years old, I was always looking for new music. Like I was always on the hunt for it. I would listen to different freestyles, different albums, um, whatever I could find. I would listen to new people to discover new people. As I've gotten older, I definitely will listen to new people because obviously an artist that I really like is Corday. Corday didn't come on until really 2018, 2019. So there are people who have come into my music catalog over the years but i've seen i seem to be more so trending towards the same artist like i will listen to the same new ones will come in because i'll hear a song or two and be like okay let me look into this artist more and then the music will just come from there like last year was really big on leon bridges this year uh, this year it's not giving anything away, but an artist that I grew to like a lot more was Blast. So mm-hmm. I seem to be picking up artists like one or two at a time rather than like the five to eight that I used to try to pick up a year. So that's kind of for me, my music would be saying that I pick up a little bit more or pick up less artists, but I pick up more of that artist throughout the year. Word. But that's, no, I agree. Say, that's my introduction, and I'm but I'm ready for these lists. I'm very excited. Yeah, just to add to that, so you're 25 now, and uh, yeah, I think you'll find that as as you go through each year, is that you'll find yourself listening to more stuff of the past. I mean, certainly yeah, you'll definitely. pick up music, but you'll definitely pick up more vibes depending on you know what you're going through in your life and such and such. Uh, but I mean, it also depends on your environment, too. Like, you just never know what you might pick up. But yeah. I definitely found, like I said, this this year I found myself listening to so... I always listen to throwbacks. Always, always, always. Like, if you look through my Spotify rap every year, it's going to ha- be littered with songs that I've listened to throughout my life. I just felt it was more so this year than usual. I yeah. could be wrong about that, but that's how it seemed to me anyway. That's my observation of myself. But <laughs> Self-recognition is a huge thing. <laughs> <laughs> right for sure <laughs> so hey before we reveal these lists keenan i got a couple questions all right all right so like basically themes really okay i got i got a handful right here it looks like about six seven actually uh and if you have anything you want to add to it go ahead we'll do so let me just ask you do you have a comfort album what was the one album you found yourself like all right I don't feel like listening to much, but I, you know, I'm going to listen to this album or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't uh, feel like listening to music, but I do feel like, or I got a car ride and I'm not really trying to think too much. Let me put this on in the back. So I got two and one was from last year. One's from this year. Cause that, I'm answering the question of, so I so still, one's from last year. Well, yeah, I was going to say this doesn't make my album, my list or anything, but you, the question if I had to put on something, okay. it was Gold Digger soundtrack. So I still went Leon Bridges was my favorite album last year. It's just bled into this year, but then so it got be- two years of rotation. Yeah, I was gonna say it still gets play. It doesn't get as much play, but it still gets play in my car. And then it became Blast before you go. 
Great up. So that was so it would be blast before you go. If you want to go of just this year. You know what? Your taste definitely is growing because Blast is a good artist, but he's not one. He would not be my first pick for you off the top if you told me there was an if you told me, Kyle, there's an R and B artist and album that I listened to this year the most, da da da. Blast would not have been in my top five for you. Or certainly not the top three. So I think that's kind of dope. Because that's definitely a good album. That's on my list for one of my favorite albums. And clearly it's on mine because it's in my comfort. That was like one of the albums I went back to the most. So clearly on mine. Sure. But for how sure. about you? Uh, I would say the one I went to the most this year was Fabio Foreign's album, which was Bible, an acronym for basic instructions before leaving Earth. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's the one that came out. I mean, I can look it up. I believe it was May, May or April. Yep. Let me check for sure. But May seems to be coming to me. But it was one of those. That was one of the few albums this year that I truly had in rotation a lot when it first came out. Yeah, April 8th it came out. Had in rotation a ton when it first came out. And I just, whether it was on my playlist or whether, you know, I just wanted to go listen to it, one easy listen. That was one that without fail I could listen to. Uh, and my second one, I would say, would be Un Verano Sinti, which was Bad Bunny's album. Mm-hmm. That one more so in the summer was a comfort listen. And that's really the the greatness of that album is that you can just play and listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, number one, there's a language barrier, but the music itself is so good and the and the production is so good. You can just listen to it, zone out and and you know, find yourself vibing to it ten minutes, fifteen minutes later, hour later down the road, not even realize how deep you are into that album. Uh so that's a comfort album in another way, but I would say overall Fabio's album is the one I went to the most this year. Okay. And I have another one there, but I don't want to give away too much because, you know, we got a lot of music to talk about. Yep. But those two are the first two to come to mind. Okay. I uh, so that's a comfort album. Do you have a comfort song? Comfort song. Okay. <sighs> I had a comfort... See, it's hard because I'm trying to go for all year because I've had one for like the last two weeks. The last two okay. or three weeks would be probably Snooze by uh, SZA off her latest album. But obviously okay. that wasn't the entire year. So, But if I had a comfort song for the entire year, or for at least the majority of the year, it'd probably be Chronicles by uh, Corday featuring her and Lil Durk. Okay. That was, Actually, my didn't have that. that was my favorite song off of that album. So I really liked, I really liked that song. Interesting. That does sound like I have it in my uh, I have it in my library, but it did not come up a lot for me, which is kind of crazy because you know I feel like her and Dirk for sure came up a lot, and you know even if I wasn't trying to listen to them, they just came up a lot. Yeah. So I'm surprised I didn't really catch that because it's definitely something I would listen to. Uh, for me, there's a few. Uh, I would say, let me see. Let me look at my list. City of Gods would be one, which was Fabio, Kanye, and Alicia. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys. Uh, and then Die Hard from Kendrick's album. That's one. That yeah, would that's just, really good. It's, you know what I mean? It's an easy list. You could just kind of count on it. Yeah. And uh, 
and probably Voodoo from Game's album. That's another one that I listened to quite a bit this summer. Voodoo, which featured an artist. He's a little lesser known, but you know, Game's the highlight of the track. So that's that's another one I could just throw on, and it was it was an easy listen. Uh, featuring Boa QG. So hopefully I'm getting his name correctly. If not, it's all copacetic. But let me give you another one. No, I'm not. That's too much. Yeah, I'm going to give you another one. Fuck it. What happened to Virgil? Dirk and Gunna. That was one that came on quite a bit for me during the year. Uh, According to Spotify, it was my most listened to song. I completely disagree with that. Like I was was taken aback when I saw that on my Spotify rap because I was like, I listened to that a lot, but I don't think it was my most listened to song. But it was certainly in the top 10, I would say, for sure. So. But uh, King, do you have a song that part you particularly love to listen to in the car? A ride-out song. Oh God! So in the car, I'm I'm weird. I'm I like this. Uh, man, so I've got probably I got th- I'll, I'll go with three. I'll go All with right. three. So one. That I enjoyed to listen to, kind of, it kind of almost bleeds into the comfort. But one that I just enjoy listening to in the car with "Sex Memories." It's Chris Brown featuring LMA. Really like that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the songs of the year uh, that was definitely heavily played a lot was a uh, "Future" and Drake. Wait for you. That was another one that I really enjoyed as well. Mm. And three, I really like. I love Drake's verse on that song. And then. Another song that I would probably say would be Worldwide Stepper off of uh, Miss uh, Kendrick Lamar off his latest album. So that would probably be the three that I would have. Okay, word. I'll I'll give you three as well. <clears throat> All right. So one was Talk to Me Nice, Game. This off Game's album. It was Game, Meek Mill, Money Bag Yo, and Blast. Mm-hmm. It's, that's actually really odd because uh, Blast on his album has a song called, called Talk To Me Nice. So that's actually... Or Talk that's To Me true. Nicely, so that's actually weird. <laughs> that's that's very true. That's very true. I guess I'll throw what happened to Virgil in here too, even though I gave that some shine already. Yeah. Uh, back to back. This would probably be number one for me. Back to back. It's Fab Davies. They released it maybe the end of summer, like in between the end of summer and fall. So it was a late release, uh, just a one-off to Fab didn't release any projects. And I think it's technically a Fab song, but it's a smooth beat. Uh, Fab and Davies talking their shit, rapping exactly what you want to hear from Fab and Davies. So that was one. Uh, And then my third, let me give you one. Let me look at this list. And then I would, here, I'll give you... Uh, did shit to me, Dirk off Dirk's album. Okay, off his deluxe album. Okay, I like it. That's Lil Dirk and Duty Low. And again, there's like so many I could list, but those are three that come to mind. Like, I'm trying to think of different points during the year. That was another one during the summer. Yeah, did shit to me, Dirk and Duty Low. And I don't, I'm not even a big Dirk guy, uh, even though I have two of his songs that I've mentioned here, but. You know, Dirk's probably one of the biggest rappers in the game right now. Without a doubt, he is. And I don't listen to him a ton, but I, you know, I do bangs with his music here and there, though. I fuck with it. So, yeah, that would be 
That'd be another one. Keen, what's a turn up song? What's a song that's definitely without a doubt going to get you hype this year? Uh, one I got would definitely be Make Me Feel off of uh, Joy Badass's latest album, 2000. So that was okay. that was definitely one. Um, Joey came in that. That one felt like 1999 a little bit with more lavish beats. So mm. 19, um, I mean, that's kind of what the essence of 2000 was, as you can hence the title from 99 to 2000. He got back to that old New York bag of his, and that was one of them over just a, instead of that grimy New York beat, it was over kind of a more lavish for him beat, and he just went off on it for three minutes. So that one there, and then I'll go N95 too. But that's almost a given. Like, that was a phenomenal song. Kendrick, absolutely. Yeah, Kendrick, absolutely. N95. I'll give you two. One of them will be Paid Off, Rowdy Rebel, and Fabio off Rowdy Rebel's album, Rowdy vs. Rebel. That one definitely bangs in the whip. Uh, and then, El Ap- let me get this right. El Apagón. I'm probably not saying that right at all. My Spanish isn't great, mm-hmm. but that's a Bad Bunny song. Definitely got, especially the second half of the song, that shit is a hell of a turn-up song, especially for the summer. So, yeah, those would be my two. Of course, the second one, I just butchered the, <laughs> <laughs> the pronunciation. But El Apagón. Hopefully I got that right. But uh Kim, what would be your verse of the year off the top? Um verse of the year. It doesn't have to be the verse, but give me one off the top of your head. J. Like, Cole okay. on Johnny P's cat caddy. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, that's a Benny the Butcher song. Benny the Butcher goes in too, but when Cole yep. when the second Cole and Cole also on stick, and that's off the Dreamville that's off their Dreamville uh album that they put together this year so those would be the two verses off of just uh, that's my features of the year honestly ab soul on holland days his uh over the second beat he goes off to like i can keep going on with these but i'm those are the three i'll stick with hey you said mine i was gonna say j cole stick that's probably my favorite verse this year <sighs> without a doubt actually and i'll give you another one and it's not uh <laughs> You know, it might not be PC to say because of the year he's had, especially the last three months. But Kanye and City of Gods, he murdered. Oh that. yeah, oh. And he yeah. even proclaimed it that it was verse of the year. And yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite verses of the yeah, year. So City five. of Gods, of just, well, that's without like even trying to like argue. It's definitely top five. Kind, City Kanye. of Gods, yay! And then yes, yeah, Stick J Cole. That's one of my favorite verses by Cole. Period. Then like, he. Employ, employ more shooters in Rich Paul's agency. He he went off on that one. <laughs> he went off with the entire song. Pray for me. God's gonna play for me. Like yeah, yeah no. His whole his whole delivery was just. Me and M are not sitting adjacently. Can you give me a a song that gets you in your feels? I know you're a big R&B head. I mean, we both are, but you especially can get deep in your feels with this <laughs> R&B. So give me give me one that you know you and your girl fighting. <laughs> I gotta go get this out of my system. Throw in some R and B. Give me one. Um. So I got a couple. Um. I got Two A.M. by SZA. That's um. Over. That's over. Come and see me. Was just uh, uh party next door and Drake. So that's yep. over. That that was off of her like deluxe off control. So yep. that would be one. <sighs> That would be definitely the number one right now. I'm. I don't know if I have. Maybe I'll I'll say this one too, just because I'll give respect to the song. Uh, f- uh, Giveon for tonight. 
Okay. Those would be the two for me. That's literally give Vion's back. Yeah. Uh, I would say the one for me would be No Fuss. It's OG Parker and Party Next Door. And really, it is just a Party Next Door track. Uh, that was probably my biggest go-to R&B song of 2022 that I actually released in 2022. Yeah. Um, and that released like right at the beginning of the year. That was a January release. So, And I really caught on to it later on in the year. But yeah, that's probably my most played R&B song this year. I respect it. I like it. What's oh. your go-to R&B song in general? Like, I'm going to listen to R&B. I ain't heard this in a while, but this is my shit, my shit. What would it be? I guess it still would have to be in... <sighs> okay, so Leon, it'd be three. So it'd be Leon Bridges, Gold Digger. So like, it'd be those first five tracks, which for people who don't know the album, which is most people, uh, Born Again, um, Steam, um, oh, God, I'm going why don't you touch me? That's another one that would be if I was feeling, if I was feeling down, that'd be another. <laughs> that sounds one. like a divorce song. <laughs> that song's fire. That sounds like a it. divorce song right there. Um, Why don't you touch but, me? But anyways, uh, those, those I would say the that album for sure. But if not, Daniel Caesar Freunden. If you're not going for this year, it'd be Daniel Caesar Freunden or Frank Ocean Blonde would be two go tos. Okay, the whole. The whole entire album. Um, if I was gonna say those are two albums that I would go to. If you're taking off tracks, it'd be uh, off of Freundin. It'd be either Hold You Down or Best Part. If you're talking Frank Ocean, it would be Self Control mm. or in maybe uh, Pink and White. If you're best going, part if, is great. yeah, Best Part's amazing. I'm gonna skip that for my answer right now for because I'm gonna I'll get to that after. Let me just go to the very next question and then I'm gonna kind of recycle these the questions I've already asked, okay? Okay. So let me ask you, Keen, if you had to pick one, what's your album of the year? Uh, Make Me Feel Joey Badass. I don't Make Me Feel, sorry, 2000 Joey Badass. Okay, okay. I actually thought you were going to come in here and say Kendrick and keep it very on brand, but you did say how much you enjoyed Joey Badass. I never did make it around to that album. Uh, um, either that or, honestly, I would want to give it more time, but SZA's album would be up there. Mm. I would say my number one album would be Un Verano Sinti, Bad Bunny. Mm -hmm. That was certainly during the summer, without a doubt, the most listened to. Uh, you could throw Game's album in there. You could throw Fabio's album there. I'd say overall, throughout the whole entire year, like I said, it was my comfort album, would be Fabio's. Yep. But uh, like, I think the, the one album I'm going to think of the most, if you ask me like, what album defines 2022 for you, it would be that album. Uh, I mentioned it before. The production on there is amazing. Like, you don't... Obviously, it's a, a reggaeton album. And it's, you know, it's it's not an English album. It's a Spanish-speaking album. But yeah. you don't even need to speak Spanish to appreciate the album. That's how good just the music itself is. Uh, and, uh, you know, Bad Bunny, he notoriously has, like, a lot of tracks on his album. You know, mm -hmm. and I liked his first album, his first major album release here in the States, but I didn't really listen to a second. You know what I mean? I'd catch it here and there. Yeah. And I didn't really listen to this album at all. And then, uh, you know, people would send me tracks throughout and it was just different sounds than I was expecting. You know, you'd get a little bit of an island sound here, more of your traditional reggaeton sound here and some trap reggaeton here. Uh, 
just so many different vibes, even some house vibes on there. Like, there's just so many different vibes and sounds in this album. Uh, I've, you'd be hard pressed not to appreciate it in some way yeah. if you appreciate music. So, yeah, that was that is my album of the year, Veranto Senti by Bad Bunny. Okay, I uh, like it. But before we get to our full list, which, you know, that might just come out kind of ugly. We'll see because mine's pretty scattered, you know. Uh, I got more than what I was expecting as far as tracks and albums. I'm going to recycle these questions, Keenan, because you just got me intrigued as I'm asking these questions. So I asked you your comfort album of 2022. Give me, aside from Leon Bridges' album, because you did mention that already, give me a comfort album in general throughout your life. Drake, nothing was the same. Okay. Okay, good choice. Drake, it's nothing was the album. same. Kendrick... Actually, Kendrick doesn't. This is a weird thing. Kendrick almost doesn't have a comfort album, but has such amazing music that I go back to all the time. But like, mm-hmm. because just because Kendrick mu- Kendrick's music is just so digestible, like it's just, mm-hmm. like it's like I mean, it takes a lot to digest, but once you do, you appreciate it so much because he's so musically gifted. Drake is just easy to put on. It's like okay, mm-hmm. if you're in the car, you're like okay, I can put on. Say, easily digestible. Yeah, you very is that's very easily digestible. Not a song that was first song off that album. I'm thinking of starter from the bottom. Very simple song to digest. It's not one of my favorites off of it, but like furthest thing come through, um, own it. Like those songs are just easy to throw on and just have them on. So I'd probably say Drake. Nothing was the same would be the first one that comes to mind. You want to add to that or? Uh... You got you to give me a top three or oh I can give you a top three it would be um so that would be one Kanye West graduation would be two and three uh first one that comes Kalani you should be here would be another one okay so those would be three I mean I have I obviously have plenty more but just to keep it at three those would be the first three that come to my head. I'll give you three, but I'm going to give you a bonus fourth because you said one that I was going to say, and okay. that's Graduation by Kanye. Okay. I think I've even mentioned that on the pod before, but even without trying, there will be a week throughout the year or two weeks throughout the year where like, I bang that album like it's brand new. You know what I mean? It's just, It's a short album. It's incredibly easy to listen to, and it's got classic joints on there. There's, you know, there's one bad song. Other than that, it's great. Yeah, one, yeah, for drunk sure. and hot girls can go, but other than that, everything else is great. For sure, I'll give you a couple more. Pretty girls love trap music by Two Chains. That's one I always find myself going back to year in and year out. Whether it's whether it's a long car ride, whether it's on board, I have nothing to listen to. Let me throw on Two Chains. I ain't listened to this in a while. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, and then also Trap Soul, Bryson Tiller. That's one of my as I proclaim this week in conversation, that's without even thinking that's in my top 10 R&B albums of all time. So that's oh, man, a personal that's, favorite. That's a list that I, oh, wow. <laughs> that, would <take> me, <laughs> that would take me a minute to go to. There's a lot of albums I like. Wow. I'm going to give you a random one again since you said graduation. So just for another one, Still Striving by ASAP Ferg. That's another one I like. Okay. It's another go-to of mine that I'm like, oh, I ain't heard this in a while. Let me go back to it never fails can you give me a comfort song and if you want to give me a top three give me a top three comfort songs 
Okay, so this is kind of, it's not contradicting, but a little weird. Um, I just said Kendrick's music is very hard to digest. And the song that I'm choosing for this is How Much a Dollar Costs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's my, that might be my favorite song of all time. So at hmm. any point, that song is absolutely amazing. It's my favorite Kendrick song. So that, that song's amazing. So that, and obviously off of nothing was the same. We just talked about uh, Furza Thing would be the fir- my favorite song off of that. So Furza Thing. Furthest thing is another one yep. for me, and then there's so much. Let me. I'm gonna try to go off of a song. Uh, randomly, uh, I'll go with "Buried Alive" by Logic off of Under Pressure. Okay. Okay. That's. I was gonna say I'm. I know obviously you are very hit or miss on logic, mostly miss, but a little like, yeah, there's some, there are some songs by logic that you like Uh 44 more being one I know offhand, but um, sure. um, all right with big Sean off of the under pressure, but under pressure, the incredible true story, his first mixtape, Bobby Tarantino, and then the album, uh, Oh my God. What is it? I think everybody. I think that's the name of the album. Could be very wrong on that one. I'm blanking mm-hmm. right now. But that anyways, does sound familiar. Uh, does yeah, sound it's, it's everybody. It's everybody. But those first four projects of Logic, like in there, and then his mixtapes from before. That's my Logic. Once he got into like the, once he got into being too mainstreamish in like, he lost. Like it just pretty much honestly after everybody because the 1-800 song came out and after that song came out i feel like his whole entire the way he made music switched up a little bit and he's starting to get back to that old sound now but i'm kind of just fell out of listening to it that's where but i love early logic late logic i could you can pretty much miss me with it like from I, uh, 2017 on as you said i'm not a big i'm not a i'm not a a logic listener by yeah. any means. Yeah. Uh, one song, and I'm trying to find it right now as we speak, that I really like that he was in. It's him and Russ, and I'm, it might have released this year. Yeah, I think he's been as therapy, say, he's been recent, therapy oh, music. Yes, uh, that was off of his. Uh, I can't remember I what mixtape he had it this year. He had a mixtape this year that dropped that that was on. Yeah, because he went on the Joe, uh, not Joe, Joe Budden. He went on the Rory and Maul podcast actually talking about like that album. Or mixtape, I should say. Comfort songs. First of all, let me give you another bonus one, even though no one asked for this, but I meant to save this for my comfort. Uh, Soul Tape 1 through 3 for Fab. Those are, that's definitely, those are comfort projects for Mm -hmm. me. So, yeah, there you go. You got a bonus three for Um, comfort albums. If you want, I was going to say, if you want, fine. If you want to go bonus, I will go bonus and I'll give you three. Uh, Dream Chasers, Dream Chasers 2, and Dreams and Nightmares. Meek's like pretty go. much first three projects. That would be, if you want to go for comfort, that would be there. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. There we go. Uh, so, comfort songs. I mean, you know, we could go all over the place. I'm trying to kind of switch it up from what I already have. Yeah, that was kind of uh, why it oh. took me a minute to think about it. I was trying to go in different bags. So, I'll give you one. I'll give you one here. Brent Faye is clouded off uh i'll fuck the world mm-hmm. that that's one of my most replayed albums but that song in particular can play at any time it's an extremely short song so that's the only downside to it uh shit let me think 
without I'm trying to look, which isn't really the yeah. greatest thing. Um, but, I, can I, um, while you're thinking, can I say one thing real quick? No, because I got one right okay, now. Okay, never mind. You go. I'll say it after. Notorious Thugs, Biggie, Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's probably my favorite hip hop verse of all time. Is Biggie's opening verse on that? Okay. And then I go ahead with your comment while I uh, while I get a third. My year. comment was obviously friend of the pod Andrew makes yeah. music. Andrew Laboratory, if you wanted to find him on anything, A N space Drew. Shout out to Andrew Frank. Um, his album that he put out in 2021, On the Run, is something I actually listened to. Uh, on the Run, his uh, the would be technically the title track, and Airline are my two favorite songs on it. It's actually very good. Everybody, go listen to it. It's good music. Shout out to Andrew. Shout I'll out give to you Andrew. one tra- Travis Scott, Way Back. That's another comfort one for me that yeah. I can just. I know what I'm getting there. I love listening to it every time. Uh, I'll give you another one. What up, Gangsta by Fifty? There's so many. There's so many. Well, have, we could. Uh, all about the Benjamins was trying to play there. I could throw that in there too. All about the Benjamins would definitely be on that. But uh, that beats crazy. So many, so damn many. I mean, you name an artist, and you know, maybe we'll have to do a, a pod strictly to our fan favorites. That yeah, we that could. I can mean, that could be an hour long. I could, yeah, because I, did, I, I didn't even mention Childish Gambino, Chance the Rapper, Andy Minio's another one I love. I didn't even mention Absol. I mean, I can go on. <laughs> I can go on. Keenan, give me a ride out song, a one that you like love to play in the car. So the first, all time. the my favorite all time. <laughs> I mean, one of your favorites. It's hard to say what? the favorite. But. So. This is going to be a little of a sweat. Um, Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, Black Friday. So Kendrick okay. went over G-O-M-D. Or not G-O-M-D. Um, he went over uh, A Tale of Two Cities. And Ken, um, and J. Cole went over All Right. Those two, like, they went over each other's beats. Like, when Obviously, I wanted a mixtape between them. Everyone has wanted it. So both of those songs are songs that I love to play in the car because they absolutely... Kendrick, it's one of his best rap songs, if you're just going off lyrically, in my opinion. And then J. Cole just turns all right and makes it different but great. So those two I love. So that is one. That's one, but technically two. I would say So Appalled would be another one Mm. that I love to just throw. I love to throw that on in the car, and I'll give one more. Con, con, off Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye, Pusha T, Jay-Z, yeah. uh, RZA, Sci High. Yeah, Shouts I was going to say, Sci High may have the best verse on that song. That's, that's that. I mean, that, that's hard because we could do a verses for that because all ranking those ones would be tough because there's five of them, or really four, but that, that song's amazing. And you know what? Let me go look here. Let me go give my man Big Sean some love. I'm thinking right now off of Detroit. Oh, what song is it? What song is it? Uh, hold on just a second. Hold on just a second. I am higher. There we go. Sorry, couldn't think of it. Oh, that came up higher came up off today. Detroit. That came up today on my playlist when I was listening to music in the whip. Uh, by the way, Wolves off 
it's Big Sean and Post Malone off yeah. Detroit too. I've been bumping that quite a bit in the mm. car. So also, shout out there. Also, hold the mo- hold the phone. Hold the phone. I'm a boss. Right. I'm a boss. And Taylor Gang are two songs that I've got to give my love to. Whoa, because- whoa, 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 stop! That might be for the next category. So okay, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll hold you off. There. <laughs> okay, just okay. because I know what the- just because I know what those songs mean to you. Okay, but, okay, uh, okay, okay. Those that that probably would go in the next category. Okay, but. uh I'll give you three of my ride out songs. These are three different vibes, three different songs mm-hmm. here. Uh, Nana, Chance the Rapper, and Action Bronson off Acid Rap. That's a nice, smooth, laid back, ride around, just shit talking song. Love yeah. Action Bronson's verse on that. Uh, miss the old Chance. Shouts to Chance the Rapper yeah. back in the day. Oh, also, another uh, song quickly Baby Blue, uh, Action Bronson featuring Chance the Rapper. Another song that's great with those two. Go on. Okay, okay. Uh, another ride out song that I love still might be my favorite Frank Ocean song of all time. You could say it's basic because it's like the first one we all found out about him. Oh, no, no, this, oh, no, sorry, 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 sorry. No, Novocaine. Novocaine. Mike Novocaine. Novocaine. I thought you were, I thought I didn't, you said once you said the first song. Okay, I thought, because Pyramids is one of those ones that everybody loves. So go on. Love Pyramids. Pyramids is a great one too. That's a, it's almost forcefully. A ride out song because it's so long, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. made for the car. <laughs> is that your uh, favorite Frank Ocean song? Is Novocaine? What's up? Is Novocaine your favorite Frank Ocean song? I think so. I think it would be off the top of my head. I mean, I could give you other ones, but I mean, like I was just listening to it, listening to it today, getting my car karaoke on earlier because I mean, how could you not when Novocaine comes on? So I, that's why that came to my head. I'll give you another one because it's sitting right here in front of me. Yeah. Um, very random you're not gonna expect this one it's not a particularly great song but it's just one i like to listen to in the whip uh, i don't like this artist at all but i love the feature john john williams shouts to john williams gonna see him tomorrow turn up at springfield uh for new year's eve at the mgm come see us fuck with us but he's gonna hate me because he really loves this artist nav it's nav and meek mill tap okay it's an enjoyable song to listen to i don't fuck with nav at all his music, he does randomly got some got some little bangers, got some little joints here and there. But in general, I can kind of go with or without Nav. But he's got some okay music here and there. But Tap, that's when you throw on the whip and, you know, you find yourself rapping along to it. Mm-hmm. You find yourself bopping it. You know what I mean? It's a, yeah. it's a joint. So, uh, yeah, shouts to Nav, one, I guess. Shouts one thing to we need to do sometime is I want to do, like, it, this will take us a little bit to go through and dive in but I maybe 10 favorite verses of all time because you just mentioned that Biggie's verse was your favorite of all time and I just saw Andre 3000's name so then that <laughs> that just made me think to myself I'm going the top 10 verses favorite ones of all time would take forever but man oh man would that be fun to go through Keenan you might have just mentioned these but the next category would be turn up songs uh, I'm a boss and Taylor Gang are two songs that have to be in it for me because, I mean, obviously, you growing up with me, you knew those two songs meant <laughs> they were bigger than just the songs itself. I don't know why I turned up. There was also that time I turned up in the living room for like six straight hours for some reason. I have no idea what was in my blood that, that day. That was one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I was on 10 for six hours by myself <clears throat> for four of them. <laughs> it was just me just enjoying myself. But yeah, no, those two songs would be. I watched that. I watched that like people watched the uh, the Luca performance the other night. Like I was just in awe. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. 
<laughs> like, wait, he has this much energy. Still? Me and Dior, me and were like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, we just, I think we just pretty much just like grabbed some snacks and let you rock, and just kept kept being DJs. I think Trent was there too. Actually, yeah, yeah but, Trent, as I say, you guys had went to the uh, kitchen at some point, and then I'm just still in the living room doing my. You were thing. still in the living. You do not need alcohol to turn up. That is for I, damn sure. I do not need. Um, so I got that, and then another one. I'll go childish Gambino freaks and geeks. See, that's one I would not know off the top of my head, but I know that's an earlier childish Gambino. Two thousand, I was say it was on about two thousand twelve. That song came out. <laughs> I, I was say but weird because both like two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve happened to have I'm a boss, uh, Taylor Gang, and then the. Uh, Freaks and Geeks, so I absolutely love all three of those songs. Facts, facts. Uh, let me give you some right here. Give me another one while I'm looking. Another one that I'll say, um, I Ain't Done Andy Minio is another song that I absolutely love. That's that's a great one. He goes off on it. The the beat towards hard, it's that's just a really very good song. Andy Minio, I ain't done. Got to show him some love because he is one of my favorite rappers. Random as hell. All right, I'll give you a few. New level, Ferg, and Future. I'm on a new level. That's not how uh, Famous by Kanye. You know what? I'm going to let me get rid of that because that was on my, uh, that was featured in my Kanye album. We, I don't remember if it made it, but I know we talked about it. Yeah, so. we definitely. Let me get that out of like it. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i'm gonna throw let me throw by the way just because i'm scrolling through no problem let me throw no problem chance lil wayne no, no problem, i did not i did not expect to be talking about chance the rapper this much but that would be in my ride out songs too hopefully he's uh, in 2023 he gets back to that color and book uh acid rap chance he won't he won't i he doubt won't. it i highly doubt it uh i'll give you another one roll in peace kodak black triple x mm-hmm underrated ain't heard man, that in a minute man code i've obviously i knew kodak kodak black's a huge artist obviously him yeah. being from florida the amount of people who love kodak black since i'm down here in florida it just like it almost made me appreciate him a little bit more because it's like wow this entire state absolutely adores this guy <laughs> that is that is without a doubt I mean, that's Kodak's hometown, but yeah, that's Kodak land right there, without a doubt. Absolutely. Because I was like, everybody at work, like even people like, just like kind of casually listen to me, like Kodak is like one of their go-tos all the time. And it's like, okay. Okay, I just but wasn't it, obviously like that in Vermont, but Vermont's completely <laughs> different, and it's Vermont. So <laughs> it just wasn't yeah, much. not so much Kodak in no, Vermont. For absolutely let me give you Let me give you Mob Ties by Drake. I'm giving you some basic ones, but... I mean, they're true, you know, stand the test of time, turn up mm-hmm. joints, you know. Ooh, Young and May, can't go wrong with that. Hey, but they broke, though. And then, uh, oh, here's another one. Here's a Love Hurts, Playboy Cartier, and Travis Scott. That's mm-hmm. definitely one of my favorite turn up joints. Oh, Highest uh, in the Room It's another one for me. Did you just say Travis yeah, I Scott? Heard that. I heard that in a minute. Highest I heard that in the Room. That, that second beat drop as like one of the greatest beat drops in my head. Like obviously it's like all time. It wouldn't be like in your list, but to me that beat drop is absolutely incredible. I love it. <laughs> uh, the last three categories, I'm not going to ask album of all time. Cause I feel like both would follow, you know, 
the albums we said under Comfort Album would fall under there too. So I won't give actually for me it wouldn't, but go on. True. Well, I mean, because the last category was album of the year, but Mm. you know, like I mentioned, Kanye graduation that'd be up there for me, and whatever else I said, the Soul Tape Project, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and you said you're in your feels, but give me just give me off the top. Try not to mention. I know it's hard to say, but try not to mention a verse. You've said on the pod before, but give me one of your favorite verses of all time. I don't know if I've said Nostalgia, Kendrick Lamar on the pod before, but that would be it. That'd be one of them. Which one? Nostalgia. nostalgia? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Nostalgia, Kendrick Lamar's verse on that. I think it's his best True. verse of all time. That's in Cooling Control. True. That's a conversation for another day. True. Uh, we've mentioned that one. Um I've mentioned that artist. I'm trying. I'm, just, I'm trying to go through on verses that I've never talked about before. Uh, Meek Mill, Pandemonium. That's okay. Uh, Rick Ross, Wale, Meek. That is one of my favorite verses of all time. That might be my favorite verse from Meek. And because I've been listening to this song, uh, Ti's verse on Big Shit Poppin', the first verse. <laughs> that's that's random, random as that absolutely random, random and i know i've never mentioned that one i, I can't even remember the last time i listened to that absolute, song like, it's, song's fine. <laughs> it's not a bad song either it's just like it's not one i would go out of my way to listen to you know what i mean yeah no i don't know that's why off, that's off ti versus tip right yeah i don't know why but that song i've been listening to a lot and i love that first verse for some reason it's just been something i love <laughs> and then shouts to 07 hmm. I'm Andre, sure that's uh, yes, Andre three thousand play the guitar. That's Bob and Andre three thousand. It's another verse of his that's not really ever talked about, but an amazing verse. Where I'll give you two because I already said the biggie one. Yep, uh, Lil Wayne verse two on Hustler Music. It's one of my all time favorite. A, a guy that I work with, Mike. That's his favorite Lil Wayne song of all time. Just fun I fact. would, I would concur with that exact statement. That's probably my favorite Weezy song of all time as mm-hmm. well. Um, certainly on the short list. Yeah, you ain't got nothing, Wayne, Jewels, and Fab Fab verse on that. Oh, I thought it was gonna be Jewels. And I, well, I love Jewels verse the on that too. Come with the pistol on my side, boy. Yeah, no, that song, that song, that whole entire song is fire. But you can make a strong case. I would make a strong case that off Carter three, you could give Fab the best verse off that whole album. Could. I'm not gonna say it, but you could absolutely say that. Best verse on the song, probably. I, yeah, yeah, probably. The, you could make an argument. I'm not saying it is, but you could make an oh, argument. No, that. it's fine. No, I was gonna say definitely you could put it in a conversation with it. I'm just thinking, uh, man, off the Carter three. Oof. And then I already asked you this one. You already gave me a, a in your feel song for for all time. So I'll give you one here. I listened to it today. It's probably my favorite R&B song of all time. You Got It Bad by Usher. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, and if, let me think. If you want another R&B track, I can try to find one. But uh, I, I'll get. Well, that's I'll my, give that's one. probably my all-time favorite R&B song. Okay. I can't, I can't believe that song's amazing. Uh, I'll give one Classic. to... Sandcastles by Beyonce. Okay. You can feel the pain in her voice. On like, is you, that a, is that a lemonade track? That's off lemonade. That's 
absolutely like you can just feel like her performance makes you want to cry <laughs> like just just off of her like you feel every bit of pain that she's ever that she was feeling at the time and yeah no that song's amazing and yeah no, we'll, have, we'll have to hear keenan's lemonade sometime <laughs> oh man i may lemonade. have to you know i might drop it out of nowhere too just randomly on the bottom out of nowhere no no warning uh but we're gonna transition here to sports keenan yes you want to give me three if you want to give me five give me off the top of your head your favorite sports moments of 2022 does that okay okay um the steph's 43 game four that was a legendary performance my top moment of the year would be going to see brady and watching that against the rams the game wasn't great but watching brady operate a game-winning drive obviously I'm going to say Hour. I think it's your favorite sports uh, athlete of all time. I don't know if it is. I don't know if Jordan or whoever is, but definitely mine. So I'm watching Brady's my- up there. Brady's up there. I mean, he's definitely my favorite Patriot of all time. Of but course. I, think my favorite, I think my favorite football player of all time is Randy Moss. So it's like a 1A, 1B thing mm-hmm. with him. Fair. I mean, Brady, Brady's given me uh, a wealth of memories for football, but... If you're asking me, like, who am I going to watch for highlights or, like, who like who do I wish I could just drop into the NFL right now or who would you give me one ticket to go watch a player play? It's Randy Moss, without a doubt. I think mine would still be Tom. Next might be, honestly, Moss. I'm a huge Moss guy. And then next might be, as you would know, I had a huge love for Corey Dillon. So Corey Dillon's one of the ones. Or Adrian <laughs> Peterson for me. I love him. But Corey Dillon's found- random. We found Bob's Corey Dillon jersey the other night, by the way. Oh, so that is shouts, shouts to Corey Dillon. Shouts out to Corey Dillon, who probably thought he was going to get zero airtime on any pod here in 2022. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Steph's 43 would be one. Me going to see Tom and that game-winning drive against the Rams would be two. Oh, man, you said five? If you don't got, if, give me three. We'll make it even more exclusive. Give it, give you three. Oh man, I'm trying. I'm, now I'm going through. I have to go through the entire year because we have to go back to like January, which is like the Super Bowl, the national championship game. But there was nothing notable there. March Madness, I didn't care really about. I mean, I'll throw one out to you. Like, Bills Chiefs was a great game from last year's playoffs. Yeah, Bill. Oh, oh yeah, Bills Chiefs was amazing. Chiefs Bengals was very great. Both matchups. Those are. I was gonna say the regular season one was probably the better game. The uh, playoff one was definitely a more surprising ending. Uh, that Super Bowl was good. The actually Bucks Rams was a good game too. That was a. They came back, almost won that game, but. There must have been. It's hard when you really game, think about it. Also, like another one that I know this is another game one Grizzlies Warriors because that ended on the John okay. Morant missed layup. That was a really good game. Dre got injured. Uh, Dre got injured. Dre got ejected from that game. That was. If a, I remember right, game two was a great game. Great, as well. great t- game two was a great game. That was I think jaw down the stretch was just too much and ended up winning that game. Because they went 1-1 back to Golden State. Oh, game six, uh, Boston-Milwaukee. That was another one. Because that, that, I was going say, that was Jason Giannis went 42. Tatum was for like 48, 45, something like that. But, yeah, no, that was 
That was that was another great game. Game seven, I'm, Boston, I Miami. Most of that, I missed one. most of that second half of game six, Celtics-Bucks. And that was probably the game of the year for the Celtics. And I missed yeah. most of the crucial parts of that. Tatum was on another level. <laughs> Tatum, Tatum was on an ace at Ferg new level. <laughs> that game, oh. that, he was amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, Giannis was too. Giannis just tried to, Giannis tried to knock him out. He's like, you know, we're at home. It's game six. I don't want to go back to Boston. I'm going to play one of his best games of the year. And Tatum, as a true superstar that he is, just said, I'm not going out. And just didn't go out. Obviously, the, another great moment just happened with Lucas 61, 20, and 10. I mean, I didn't watch it, so that makes it kind of opposite. But still, like, the fact of 61, 20, and 10 is absolutely incredible. Insane. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So those are some. It's hard to rank them. If I had to, I you're right. I'd probably go Bills Chiefs as my third because that game was great from wire to wire. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the UFC game. match for you too. Oh, we'll get there. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. That's definitely going to be. Those are going to be on my list. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to jump ahead. But I'm really trying to think. Like, it's hard for me to wrap my brain on like basketball, especially the playoffs. I know I particularly enjoyed the 2022 postseason for the NBA, but it was also a lot of injuries. And Game Six, as you mentioned, Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, Bucks Celtics. That probably would have been on there. I watched the whole first half. Uh for circumstances that are not even worth mentioning, I missed the second half. And, uh, you know, some games just really don't stick out to me, you know, especially with the uh, finals. I didn't go the greatest. Yeah, as I say, Timberwolves. Uh, I was going to say Timberwolves. Um, what's it? Grizzlies? Yeah, Timberwolves and Grizzlies round one. They had some games, too. They had some moments in that series. That series was fun. But it wasn't like any. Uh, there was like the whole series was fun, but the games itself, there wasn't like a notable like this was game of the year kind of game. It was just a very good back and forth series. And I also think, like, I was so looking forward to. And if you listen to the pod throughout last basketball season, I was so looking forward to the Grizzlies Warriors matchup, and for us to get it really snatched away from us with Ja getting injured right in the middle of the series, because without a doubt in my mind, that goes seven. It went six without Ja. You know what I mean? It goes so, seven. Uh, I think the same. I mean, obviously, we don't know it's a game seven. I would have leaned the same outcome, but at the same time, you could have told me that Jaw went off for 40. I mean, they also, the last time they played in a do or die game, they went to overtime and Jaw won. So, you can't, yeah. Like, and, so, and, and that even was, if it goes, yeah. and even let's say it still went six with Jaw there. You know, I think it's a classic six. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. it changes and it changes the entire like conversation because you don't have the any ifs anymore. Because people, not that the Warriors championship is like questioned, but you also are like, yeah, but if Jaw didn't get injured, do we see? Do the Warriors even get there? There's still that little question there because obviously the Grizzlies are a t- very tough matchup for anybody, especially for the Warriors. Yeah, so let me give you. I mean, it just happened, what, two Sundays ago, the World Cup final, Argentina-France. Oh. That was an amazing spectacle. Oh, absolutely. So that was, def- that was, without a doubt, one of the best sporting events I saw this year. Absolutely. You know, unbelievable. I mean, you got you had everything in that game. You had a comeback. You had high scoring for soccer. You had a penalty shootout. Uh, and you had 
two of the best teams, obviously, in the world. Like, without a doubt, France. France is the defending champion, loaded roster. Argentina always feels probably one of the top eight national teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, Messi, who's probably still the best in the world. So, you had that. Um, I'm just going to give it in total. I was there. You mentioned it. UFC 281. That was, you know, if you watch UFC, that was without a doubt the best card of the year. And I'm not saying that just for the main card, the top five. No, the early prelims, prelims, and the main card all together, I think only one fight went to decision. Everything else was some sort of finish. Uh, There was even a double knockdown in one of the early prelim fights. Uh, And then it capped it. I mean, you had one of the fights of the year with Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier. That was an unbelievable fight. And then uh, Adesanya Pereira, which was just an unbelievable striking fight, even though it had a, like the fourth round was a bit of a snooze, but it obviously ended with a bang. And just, just, the, just to see Izzy actually sit there and fight with somebody, which he has not done in quite some time. So yeah. Pereira brought that out of him, which was great to see. Uh, it, you could just tell how much they respected each other's striking prowess, how they're attacking each other. So it was truly a chess match, ended with a bang. Pereira, you could argue, was a bit of an early stoppage, but uh, you know Pereira gets the bell at the end there. But uh, number one for me, the moment that got me out of my seat the most was without a doubt Leon Edwards' knockout on Kamaru Usman. Uh, I had, I think I mentioned this on the podcast too, damn near the same reaction. I'll I'll give you a couple sporting moments that elicited the same reaction out of me, okay? Steph, when he hit that three against OKC in the regular season in a I believe it was a double overtime game. I know, just single overtime. Single overtime on the bridge of double overtime. Uh, when Steph hit that deep three, when he pulled up with still three seconds on the clock and was like, now nah, fuck it, I'm taking it from here. I think everybody in the NBA world had the same reaction. I've yet to see, I've never seen a moment, even LeBron's block and, you know, the whole 3-1 thing, I've never seen a moment on Twitter where the whole entire NBA world was like, yo, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, everybody, like, whether, sorry, whether it was a star, whether, like, whoever, anybody who had to do with the NBA, whether it was just fans, but people lost their shit when Steph hit that three. Absolutely, and I agree with you. I, like, LeBron's comeback was like, wow, LeBron's great. Or, like, you've seen it so many times with so many different people. Like, obviously, Twitter blew up when Luka did, but he did. But it was no, truly but, uh, you had to be there moment. Yeah, you know, watching you that game, even, it was that, that I was, was just one having of the a conversation of my like sporting life. That was one of like the top like five to ten moments of it. I mean, I've said this on the pod millions of times, but you know, I'll never forgive KD for robbing us of. I mean, even if he would have left OKC to go to let's say Celtics, right? Mm-hmm. But man, how did you stay in OKC? We would have gotten, at the bare minimum, Western Conference semifinals and, without a doubt, some more conference finals between the Thunder and Warriors. And they would have been heavyweight matches, truly heavyweight matches. Because that series, I mean, shit, we're talking about the regular season. They're, what, they probably matched up four times during the regular season. I think all of them were good games that year. Yeah, they certainly, were all, I, they were all certainly good at games. Least, certainly at least two went to the wire. And then... You know, a classic series where Golden State comes back from three one. I would say every uh, and every game was because obviously the Warriors fell as you said the Warriors fell down three one. Game five was great. Game six, 
Steph had a great game, but obviously game six, Clay, that's where that was born. Then game seven, Clay and Steph both go nuts. Steph has like 37. It still comes down to the wire, though. Like, it right. was like that it was game a, it was, was a heavyweight series. It really was. It really was. The, that, uh, and then, that season, that KD. But we also got to witness maybe the greatest team of all time in our lifetime. So that's an argument possibly. for a different day. <laughs> but uh, relating back to the Leon Edwards snatching the Jaws of Defeat from Usman, because Usman would have tied the all time championship win streaks, mm-hmm. like championship fences of uh, George St. Pierre. Yeah. Uh, and he was thoroughly winning that fight. Whereas Adesanya, that him and Pereira matchup, he, you know, he was winning that three to one, but you know, Pereira was giving some trouble here and there against the against the cage and stuff like that. Like you could kind of see it coming. Leon Edwards won round one, and then Usman dominated the rest of the fight. And then out of nowhere, does that the kick to the head come out of you know what I mean? Like he, did, yeah. it was a truly shocking moment. Usman. Was a dominant fighter, still is. Uh, but the other moment I was going to say that elicited the same shocked reaction out of me, besides the Steph shot, besides the Edwards KO itself. And I said this when I reviewed it at the time, and that'd be the Malcolm Butler exception, because how could you not? Uh, and also, bonus one, the Ray Allen shot, too. Like, those are four moments that come to head where I just was speechless. Yeah, I, like, no, that, I, I mean, Malcolm Butler and Ray Allen were. For- I I might have yelled, but I, like those moments, those four moments in particular, all left me speechless because you—they're indescribable, truly. No, no, absolutely, those are some of the greatest moments in sports for sure. And obviously, Steph was a regular season, but like the Super Bowl, in I could argue the best Super Bowl game of the twenty-first—I don't want to go before, but the best Super Bowl game of the twenty-first century for sure. Um, that was absolutely that was amazing. The Ray Allen shot, Game Six, heat down. That everything about that whole entire series came to just that. That was amazing. So those are two moments where I was like just completely in awe as well. So I I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, but Leon Edwards, that would be number one for me because that mm-hmm. again that gave. That elicited the most violent reaction out of me to where I was like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I was legitimately shocked. Yeah. I'm uh, scrolling right now through some ESPN because they have, like, lists of, like, the moments. So I'm looking just at a bunch of different things. Steph's 16 threes in the um, All-Star game was another moment that I enjoyed just because, like, obviously the third quarter he went on a shooting display. Uh, another weird moment was the Brittany Griner moment that was – not like one of your best moments, but that was another moment in the year where I was like, wow, that happened for that. So thank God Brittany Grant's home. Yes, for sure. I know that's for some people a controversial topic because of the whole war guy who's not home yet, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day that I don't want to get into. Now we're trying to celebrate, uh, Federer retired this year. That's another big, but one I actually did want to mention was, Aaron Judge's run for 61, 62, that run, because I was at work and and we had a lot of baseball fans at work, that was actually something that was a moment that I kept up with because of the fact that I was at work. Often a lot of people watch baseball, so that one was was cool. 
Yeah, the judge one, I mean, I said it when it happened. It was very eye-roll worthy for me just because people were treating that like the true home run. Yeah, that uh, part was, that and part then, I didn't then, enjoy, but I did and like people, that. And then people were like, oh, no, 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 it's the AL record. I'm like, come on, are we really doing that AL? And I'll like, when have we ever celebrated? Not that I keep up with baseball, but... I can tell you this, whenever there's a record broken, I've never seen it divided into ALNO. And uh, it's kind of ignited the whole steroid era debate again. Mm-hmm. I think all those guys should get in. Um, that's just me, especially Barry Bonds. Uh, but yeah, Clemens, Maguire, even Sosa, even though Sosa and Maguire might not have been the most well-rounded players, yeah. I, still think, I still think everyone from that era who did ridiculous stuff should get in. Just because, yeah, yeah, they might have all been cheating the game, but guess what? The majority of the league was, and the MLB themselves turned a black eye to it. Uh, that that's was the, the era. Fact. Yeah, that was the era, and, you know, Bud Selig and the entire MLB knew exactly what was going on, and they, they let it happen. Uh, there's other... Man, since you brought that up, I did see an interesting stat the other day, and it didn't really get much fanfare just because baseball is just not what it once was. Mm-hmm. But I saw something about certain balls being used this year. Like, I know MLB had something about juice balls years before. Yeah. But I saw a weird stat about certain balls that did elicit home runs more, right? More power, okay? And they happened to be, and this is true, you can look it up. I'm not getting this 100% because I was scrolling through Twitter and I happened to see this. It was a survey done. But go look this up for yourselves, baseball fans or listeners or whoever. Look this up for yourselves. This is true. The balls that did elicit more offense or more power or home runs or whatever, they happen to be used much more particularly during Aaron Judge games or Yankee games. So I thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very interesting. I do want to say, as I kind of mentioned it, but Serena and Federer retired this year. So you got two of like, you've got arguably the, the goat of tennis for the males because I've seen the dolls. What? Inarguably, Federer is the goat. You could argue Nadal. He has more, uh, ma- uh, more, ma- not, okay, I can't titles now. Sorry, I wish I could speak. But you could, <laughs> uh, you, I wish I could speak, but you could argue Nadal anyways, not going to, that, that's where tennis is not what we argue here. And then obviously the goat of women's tennis, Serena, both of them retiring in the same year is wild. That is. And, uh, I don't know. I don't keep up with, I'll say this, I don't keep up with tennis, but during Federer's hay, for whatever reason, oh, I would, peak, like, I would, I would, I would, for whatever reason, tune into the matches and the championship matches, not necessarily every time, but enough to know, and I think it's pretty inarguable that it's Federer. Granted, Nadal was his main foil for a lot of that career, and then Djokovic, at the end of his career, Djokovic has kind of tailed off with the COVID stuff. I don't really keep up, but um, Federer's got just a lot of unbreakable think, records, and his just his peak was just unmatched. Yeah, from, I was gonna say I think it's there. I think he had the higher peak. I think Nadal does have more. Like when you go with like U.S. Op- uh, U.S. Opens and those, I think Nadal has one, the twenty three. Federer has twenty two, and then Djokovic has twenty one or twenty two as well. So like when you're going me, off of that. Let me say this about uh, Serena. I want to say I heard something about her coming back 
by calling off a retirement. I want to say I heard something about that. I could be wrong. We could fact check. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it yet, but yeah. Grand slams is what I was trying, the word I was trying to think of. (laughs) Sure. Sure. And then, uh, one, I didn't, I don't think I mentioned it when it happened, but like I said, there was a time when it was Federer, Nadal, uh, probably a little before Djokovic, uh, it was Andy Roddick, and then Serena was in her hay, and there was, you know, other women's stars. Venus was obviously in her hay, uh, Maria Sharapova, others. And, I, would, you know, I'd watch the U.S. Open here and there. I'd watch, you know, any of the majors here and there kind yep. of thing. Um, so I felt kind of obligated to watch Serena's last match, or, you know, she might be coming back, but at the time, what we thought was her last match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, I meant to say this on the pod then, and I don't think I did, but she truly showed the heart of a champion. Like, she was down in that match coming back, and it got to match point several times, and that girl grinded it out. Like, she would not quit. And, you know, it's corny to say, like, the whole heart of a champion thing, but it's it's true, and it's there, you know? And when you see it, it's it's unlike anything else. Kind of like... She showed it. She showed it there. Uh, you know, I've said it before or we've talked about this before, even when it happened, because we were doing the pod when it happened, but, like, when the Warriors, they lost KD in game five against the Raptors, that was the heart of a champion moment. They could have rolled over, and they battled back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brady, 20, Brady and the Patriots, 28-3. That's a heart of a champion moment. And you can even say the Malcolm Butler, that's a heart of a champion Obviously, moment. Obviously, LeBron, 3-1. What he put together. Uh, one that I was just thinking of, kind of off, like, a farewell, was Kobe 60. That doesn't say Kobe. I mean, obviously, Kobe was shooting, but he went twenty-two of fifty. But they obviously fourth quarter, <laughs> as the fourth quarter, the team was down, and Kobe put again for the last time, put the team on his back. Rest in peace, Kobe, and put together a great fourth quarter and some clutch moments down the stretch. That was a great, another great basketball day. But yeah, that was yeah, that was hella enjoyable. Uh, last thing I want to say. It's going to be completely offbeat from all this, but I wanted to mention it earlier. Okay. Uh, and I might have even mentioned it in prior podcasts, but I don't believe I did. But y'all heard me talk a lot about Pusha T's album and how much I was looking forward to it. Yeah. And I just want to add this to me saying how weird of a music year it was for me. So I was very much looking forward to Pusha T's album, and it was everything I was expecting, right? Yep. And weirdly, because it was everything I was expecting, I did listen to it a lot when it came out, but I did not listen to it the way I listened to Daytona. I did not have the reaction to it that I had with Daytona. And you can say it's a better album. Uh, It's certainly just as good as an album. The beats on there are fire. Uh, He's killing every verse, as you'd expect Push to do. Mm -hmm. Got great features on there. Shouts to Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately. That's one of my favorite albums of the year as well. Uh, but I would say, like, that Gibbs album, I had a more pronounced reaction to that than I did to Pusha T's album. And Pusha T's, I was, like, waiting for. Yeah. And weirdly, I, I, can't, I can't think of an album across my lifetime that, like, met all my expectations. And because it met all my expectations, I was kind of bored by it. It's one of the weirdest reactions I've ever had in music. Because it's a phenomenal album. It's a great album. It's everything I wanted out of Pusha T. And I was weirdly bored, bored by it. And there was no reason for it. Uh, 
and that's gonna sound like an insult and it's not it's like a compliment that's a that's one of the best rap albums of the year some might even say the best album of the year for rap uh and it's deserving of it but because that's what i was expecting it was like all right that's exactly what i was expecting what's next you know so yeah. that's one that's one of the weirdest experiences i've ever had as a music fan i just want to say that that is um, really odd <laughs> yeah yeah and uh if you ever maybe you'll have something in your lifetime that you experience that but like you know i know you mentioned like kendrick's album you were expecting something and it kind of went the other way whereas pushes that's exactly what i was expecting was hard beats hard verses great features mm-hmm. great sound a certain kind of aesthetic and sound and i got it and was yeah weirdly bored by it and uh that again that is not an insult but i want to mention again keenan and i will be posting our year-end official list because it's gonna be like top 20 songs top 15 albums on my end uh i got a top 10 albums i've got technically a top 20 songs but i have a top 10 songs from my albums i rank those and then i have a top 10 uh just songs not from those albums Word. so yeah we got a lot of music to post so be on the lookout for that uh keenan and i want to extend our gratitude to all the fans or listeners, I should say, listening to us who continue to support us. Uh, we're very appreciative. Happy New Year to y'all. Happy Keenan, New Year. You. Uh, everyone be safe this weekend. I know I'm going to enjoy myself. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk Week 17 football. Be on the lookout for our... Uh, we'll be posting the picks, too. As you heard on the other pod, we'll be posting those as well. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but yeah, when we come back, we'll be previewing... Week 18, finally, uh, seems like this year seems equally as long as it does like a, like it's a blur. Like, I feel like just yesterday we were talking about week one. But at the same time, week one feels like forever ago. So yeah, uh, week one, week one, we thought the Bucks and Packers were going to be really good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we thought yeah, those so games much, were going to be super good. So much has changed. Uh, I cannot wait like i'm itching to get to the nfl playoffs like every year they deliver i can't wait there's classic games every single year um i can't wait i cannot wait i'm itching to get there and then you know once we get out of the playoffs and uh, the super bowl's finished we'll be right in the thick of the nba it'll be all-star weekend things will be really heating up on the nba side uh and it's been an excellent season so far yeah i just wait for what's ahead so much to look forward to and then by the way much more amazing music. I mean, you got to figure we're out of that COVID fog officially. There's a lot of big name artists who did not drop in 2022. And probably some artists that did drop in 2022 who are going to double back for 23 and drop more amazing music. So I can't wait. expect Drake to drop at some point in 2023. Obviously, because, I mean, he dropped a, he dropped a, um, a joint album and then he dropped a uh, dance album, I'll call it. So you could kind yeah, so of... Ex- we might get a country album from Drake for all we know. You might. But, oh, man. Uh, Jordan Poole is 41 tonight. He's starting to take yeah. off now that Steph's out. And Clay has 31. That's a good sign. Uh, good signs for Clay for sure. But uh, once again, happy new year from the Warner Brothers podcast. Everyone happy be new safe. year. Keenan, I will be talking to you this weekend, I'm sure. But we'll be back next week to talk football, to talk basketball, to talk whatever else, whatever comes up in the music, basketball, football world. Kyle, uh, you mean next year? Next year. Back next bad. year in dad joke. <laughs> we next will see next year, 20- boys and girls. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. We will see you in 2023. Peace.